Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. Due to the pandemic, we bring you One Bad Mother straight from our homes, including such interruptions as children, animal noises, and more. So let's all get a little closer while we have to be so far apart. And remember, we are doing a good job. This week on One Bad Mother, Bodies Are Cool, we talk to author-illustrator Tyler Fetter about her inclusive body-positive picture book for preschoolers. Plus, Biz enjoys her ramen. Woo! I'm so happy today. My hospital that I work for received the vaccine, and they have begun vaccinating the frontline healthcare workers. It feels great. And I just want to say thank you to everybody who got a shot as part of testing these vaccines. You guys are all heroes. Thank you for the show. It's going to be over soon. Woo! Woo, indeed. I love this. By the way, we had a number of woo calls uh, celebrating the news of the vaccine. I am so glad that you called to share your woo. You're doing you're doing a really good job. Thank you so much for being part of the uh, entire frontline experience working at a hospital. And yeah, I'm with you. I am glad people allowed themselves to be poked so that we could all get poked. And I know that I will be here waiting to be poked when the poking comes to town for me. So you're doing an amazing job. Thank you for calling in and wooing with me and making it so easy to segue into all the thank yous. It's 2021. Nothing's changed. We still have so many people to thank. Let's start with our frontline medical workers. You guys are doing it. You're doing, you're doing it. You're doing an amazing job in really terrible circumstances. (laughs) Guys, terrible. COVID cases are really, really out of control, okay? And hospitals and emergency rooms and clinics are completely overrun at this moment. And you, medical professionals, are trying to juggle uh, COVID as well as You know, people still having heart attacks. People still got cancer. People still get the flu. People are still breaking legs. I cannot tell you how many times I'm like, stop running. (laughs) You, we can't take you to the emergency room if you break a leg. I mean, obviously we would, but you know what I mean? Like that's now, now that's in the line of thinking. You're overtired. You're overworked. I see you and I am so thankful to you, doctors, nurses, RNs, EMTs, you know, all the people doing the intake of assistants and secretaries and intake people and the people who come and go cleaning and sanitizing. And I mean, just all of you. Thank you. Thanks for just being there, really. And thank you to all the other essential workers, people working in stores, grocery stores, delivering food. I really, really appreciate you. Postal service, good job. You did it. You got through the holidays. You did it. I got all my packages. I appreciate all that you're doing and that you did. 
And finally, thank you, thank you, thank you to all the Georgia voters who went out and voted, and especially to all the poll workers in Georgia who helped make it a safe and secure election in Georgia. You are all doing an amazing job. I do really want to tell you kind of a remarkable thing that happened to me involving ramen, but before I do, when you do a show as long as we have, you know, I, I've said a number of times that while this is supposed to be timeless, you know, a timeless show, it could be happening anytime rather than timely. And we really do try to be mindful of that as we make it. Things do happen that we feel require us to say something. So on Wednesday, January 6th, a mob of Trump supporters stormed and took over the U.S. Capitol. And it was a long, scary day where there were any number of images that could have caused difficult feelings and responses as we watched it unfold on the television. There is so, so much to talk about regarding this, including how we help our children understand it, process it, and learn from it. But I do want to share two things that I have found the hardest to process. Uh, the first being that even acknowledging the deep systemic racism that permeates this country, I am stunned by the fact that people of color get shot for getting out of their cars and this mob of mainly white men invaded the U.S. Capitol committing numerous federal crimes and for the most part walked away grabbing some to-go food from Chili's 2 as they got on their planes and went home. There is no room, in my opinion, in my opinion there has never been any room, but now there is really no room to deny that racism is a deeply embedded part of America. Second, the image of that man sitting in Nancy Pelosi's chair with his feet on her desk going through her drawers and mail was violating. It's just gross. I hope that you find some way to find peace and care for yourself and for each other. And as always, as always, when we feel helpless, we really aren't because we are the front line for our kids. We have a chance to show how words are important and how racism exists, how to be anti-racist, and really how to speak up even to powerful people. I know it seems hard, but we can do hard things. Now, back to the timeless portion of this show and my ramen story. Okay, so six... <laughs> Six years ago, Stefan and I had come across this recipe for ramen in a Bon Appetit, and we called it Project Ramen because it required three days to make. Stefan really wanted to make this ramen. At that time, we had other projects happening, uh, one being Ellis, who had just been born, and Kat, who at the time was four years old. Oh man, Stefan wanted to make that ramen and I really did not want him to make that ramen. I was so haggard and broken at that moment that the thought of him having three days to do anything <laughs> made me pretty mad. I didn't want resentment ramen, guys. Just gonna put that out there. I wanted ramen. Not, I mean, I remember like 
even looking at the picture of the ramen, being like, that's disgusting. Like, that's where I was. Okay, fast forward six years later, and we're deciding what to make for Christmas this year for our meal. And I suggested the Project Ramen. And on Christmas, we had it. And guys, it tasted like joy. Joy that we'd reached a place where the only thought that crossed my mind was how glad I was that Stefan was making it. Joy that I wasn't broken and haggard as much, or at least in the same way <laughs> that I had been. And really the joy that I was aware of all of this. I mean, like it was a weird, like light shine on you moment sitting at that table. How good I felt and how much I was really enjoying everything about where we were in that moment. And I will say that sometimes I feel like I shouldn't share some of these really good moments with you because I feel like my role in One Bed Mother is to share the really hard stuff and normalize it, right? And when people are in the middle of hard stuff, when we are in the middle of hard stuff, eh, we don't always like hearing things, <laughs> things that are nice. But then I remembered that we always encourage you guys to share it. And I, I don't know, it was just such a miraculous moment that I wanted to share it. And I wish for all of us those moments of joy. And I know for me, the lesson was it can take a while. That's <laughs> not my favorite lesson I've learned, but there you go. Speaking of joy, today we are going to talk to Tyler Fetter about the joy of bodies. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Tyler Fetter is a Chicago-based author, illustrator, artist whose work explores big feelings, feminism, and pop culture. Her debut solo book is Dancing at the Pity Party, a graphic memoir about the premature death of her super cool mom. Her next book is Bodies Are Cool, a colorful and inclusive body positive picture book for preschoolers, which comes out this summer. Tyler also runs the Etsy shop Roaring Softly, where she sells prints of her illustrations. Welcome, Tyler. Hello. <laughs> I'm going to make you sing. Make you sing. Woo. <laughs> Before we get started, I would like to know who lives in your house? Well, it is me and a very sweet cat who just had surgery like three days ago and is quarantined in my bedroom so my bed is in the middle of the living room so that he can have his space Wait. and uh <laughs> you have to quarantine the cat it, well, he's having some poop issues, and um, I don't really want to be sleeping amongst the poop. I'm not sure um, that's quarantining. That's protecting. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it's not a risk. I have three cats in this house. Oh and man. So yeah, one has a very delicate stomach and is aging. So yeah, oh. I understand. I understand poop issues. <laughs> yeah, 
There's, so I've been really washing my hands even more than uh, <laughs> earlier in quarantine. <laughs> They're very dry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I ask yeah. what your cat's name is? Because I love that name. <laughs> yeah, his name is Mitzvah. My dad named him. Mitzvah. Yeah. Oh, he's a white fluff ball. Oh. And he's delightful. Just a boo-boo. Yeah. I love cats. I like all <laughs> Me animals. Too. But I am a I am a cat fan. I mean if I had a dog right now, I'd probably be a dog fan. But cats, I just I just come to me. Come to me, all cats. Lay on me like a giant cat blanket. I wish it was easier to see more cats in my life because you see dogs everywhere Everywhere. when you walk around. But I only sometimes see a cat like in someone's window. I know. Well, before we leave, I will take the computer around and show you all the cats in this house. Okay. It's my favorite when that happens on Zoom call. (laughs) Just I want to see everyone's pets in America. I, I also want to comment. So, you know, in the olden days and the time before the COVID, mm-hmm. we used to do these as phone calls, these sorts of interviews. And uh-huh. so, but now I get to see inside everybody's house. And I got to yeah. say, I am so impressed. Am I wrong? Did you do your bookshelf color by color? I did. I'm one of those people. It's glorious. Thank you. I'm like a super visual person, and this is actually helpful for me to find a book. I know sometimes people are like, how do you find anything if they're not like alphabetized or whatever? But I'll be like, what's that one book? It has a yellow cover, and now I can just look at the yellow shelf and find it. Well, (laughs) let's just let the word visual lead us right into your work, because your illustrations are amazing. And why I was like, get this parasite on the show, was I had seen a little, so, uh, somebody had actually tagged us in a uh, Instagram little preview shot of your book that's coming out in the summer for preschoolers mm-hmm. uh, called Bodies Are Cool. Um, and I want to start by saying, as stated in your your bio, right, you you find that your work tends to explore big feelings, feminism, pop culture. Mm -hmm. And uh, those three concepts, I think, seem to intersect perfectly. (laughs) Whether whether I'd like it to or not, when it comes Uh to body image. Uh, I want to talk about this a little bit before we specifically get into the book itself. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about about that and in general your work sure or just in general talk to me about the bullshit just talk to me just talk to me i don't the cats don't want to talk about uh feminism and pop culture much much to my dismay (laughs) yeah so i grew up in a very very diety household my whole family went on Weight Watchers together when I was in seventh grade or eighth grade. It was after my bat mitzvah. So eighth grade. Um, <laughs> Today you are an adult. Yeah. Get, now you're enjoy dieting. That's so depressing. But yeah. <laughs> and I'm in a family with it's three girls and there's history of eating disorders. One of my sisters is currently in recovery from an eating disorder. The other one recovered a few years ago, and we're all just like kind of in that world. And so I feel really strongly about 
body positivity and fat acceptance and just loving the skin you're in. And I have this really vivid memory of when I was like, I don't know, like five or six years old. And I was in the basement with my dad and he was working out. He was just like doing sit ups and stuff. And I was like sitting on the couch next to him. And he told me that he wanted his like stomach to be hard, like abs hard. Yeah. And I remember being like horrified. Like, yeah. why would you not want it to be soft? Like, it's so nice to be soft and huggable. And <laughs> I just like think about that time and how little like judgment I had about bodies. And it was just they feel good and it's nice to hug people. And I thought the grownups in my life were beautiful. And um, and then, you know, as you get older, especially during adolescence, it's just like the hammer of like the diet culture just like beats you down. And so with this book, I really wanted to like slide in there before people, <laughs> kids start having these negative feelings about bodies and be like, no, wait, no, they're yeah. good. Like, yeah. wait, stay how you are. <laughs> Can I tell you though, that I, th I think that actually might work. I, my kids are, I mean, I, I'm a bit of a jaded pill. Uh -huh. And yeah, I've been working on that for years, <laughs> learning to not be uh, as such. But my kids are 11 and 7. And mm -hmm. they, because of remote learning, I hear everything that goes on in classrooms and schools. Mm -hmm. And the school that the kids are at has worked very hard when it comes to teaching and promoting and having the kids talk about like anti-racism as well as gender diversity as well. As, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's, I'm in California, dude. Everything mm -hmm. is very open and uh, spoken. And, and we do that in our own house, right? Mm -hmm. But you don't know what affects that has except I'm starting to get to see it like I'm like listening to these six and seven year olds have conversations about yeah but some people might be born with male body parts but feel like a girl and we have to just listen to how they feel and like totally oh be okay God. with that it's cool that you know they want to be called she or it's not okay. You know, there are lots of colors of bodies, right? Like, uh -huh. like all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Maybe if you do tell them early enough. Children are our future. The children actually could be <laughs> yeah. our future. Uh -huh. And so that I, I just wanted to tell you that <laughs> because I can see this book, Bodies Are Cool, 100% being read to my kids' classes and in this house and that it really can have a, a powerful impact. And I, we do get messages early on. And I think regionally that plays into it as well. Mm -hmm. I grew up in the deep South and, you know, I mean, kids were on, you know, diet pills were put in lunch boxes you know, Ugh. with by by parents, you know, oh, by mothers. So crushing. It's so crushing. Yeah. Uh, not mine. Mine was like, here's a salami sandwich. <laughs> You're right. So, there's 18 little Debbie cakes. Yes! 
I don't know. Talk to me more about this. I mean, like, I, your work tends to be very much in the Church of Feminism, which is a place mm-hmm. I like to go and worship every day. And mm-hmm. me too. <laughs> it's a happy little place. Uh-huh. And I feel like even within that world, there are still, you know, discussions and debates being had about body image and bodies. Mm-hmm. Where are you with all that? How do you, how have you seen that unfolding over, over time? Well, I think it is kind of sad how in some of these really social justice minded groups, people still fall back on these like tired fat jokes that aren't even funny. And it's like, these people are so progressive and they're still just like talking about Trump's body. And it's like, Trump has so many things wrong with him. (laughs) Like you could complain about him all day long and never say anything about his body. And when, when these people say things like that or post things like that it's like trump's not gonna see that but the people in their life who have a body like that are gonna see that and and be like oh i guess that's what my friend thinks about me you know it's it's not helping anyone and yeah i just i wish people could be a little more liberal and open-minded with body things the way that they are with so many other topics. Yeah, I think it's interesting, the jokes. It's an easy joke. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a real easy joke. And I think, I think there are definitely, I think there are definitely moments that I've had to come to terms with where I didn't think I had certain issues or certain, mm-hmm. you know, concepts about bodies until I found myself in situations where it was either my body or someone else's body. Right. Mm-hmm. And then being like, Oh, wow. That's a, wow. Did I just think that? You know what yeah, I mean? Like, and you have yeah. to be like, Oh, okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Let's think about it, process it. Right. And like, uh-huh. and it's so again, as a parent, what's so interesting is you hardly ever see the word fat in kids' books, in new kids' books, in old kids' books, because I, like, read some Richard Scary, like, which is, like, mm, oh, like, yeah, yeah, I love Richard Scary, right, uh-huh. but there's Fat Hilda, she is a character, she's a hippo, oh, Fat Hilda, she's in there, oh, I and I was, like, it was so funny, the first time I was reading it to my kids, and I was, like, here comes Fat Hilda, and I'm, <laughs> I'm like, there's this pause, and they're, like, what? <laughs> this is what it's not i mean she's a hippo like it was like very is much like, like uh, used in a negative way no but De- it wasn't and it's it was, just like a descriptor it was just a descriptor and richard uh-huh. scary it was totally just a descriptor uh-huh. there are you know and that i guess that's true in lots of books but you know where it's like big ones fat ones little yeah, ones sure. scary ones right but like uh-huh. Then as you get older, there's, you know, the notion in pop culture of the fat kid who has to be funny or is also a slob or Mm. is, yeah, somehow dirty. (laughs) Not Mm -hmm. sure how that ever became a archetype. I know, it's just like every negative thing anyone could want to be gets attached to a body type, which for no reason, Yeah, you know? (laughs) 
has nothing to do with it at all. I know. I know. Oh, I know. Because it's been very disappointing as I've walked through life meeting people with different body types that they didn't match these personalities. I assume yeah, they would have. Yeah, would it be nice if you could know someone's personality just by looking at their body? You'd know who to avoid. Like That's right. Whoa. It'd be so convenient. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about the book because mm -hmm. I, I wanted to talk a little bit beforehand about like imagery in book. In fact, actually, not only do I not see the word fat in a lot of children's books now, I'm not mm -hmm. sure I see a lot of bodies that are that different, right? Yeah. Like I, I feel like everybody's kind of like neutral body shape. Yeah, like a <laughs> stick figure. It's just yeah, everyone like is stick. the same. They have yeah. different hair colors or whatever. That's but, right. That's yeah. right. Your book that is coming out, and I wish it was out right now, but it's coming out <laughs> in the summer. <laughs> Bodies too. Are Cool is so colorful and fun and like it has an actual rhythm to it that I can't avoid when I'm reading it. And then we're going to talk about how intentional that was, but I'm like putting it to music. I can't oh, not, cool. <laughs> I can't not like almost sing it as I'm uh -huh. reading it. And that combined with the illustration, it is really hard. I've been talking about joy throughout this whole episode. Who have I become everybody? Uh, <laughs> the, like it's a, it's like a joy to read. Like there's an actual, I had an actual physical response to it. And I'm going to, uh, like, I'm going to give an example of how fun I think this book is. Okay. <clears throat> and I'm sorry, I can't do it without making it, like, have a beat. Round bodies, muscle bodies, curvy curves and straight bodies, jiggly wiggly fat bodies, bodies are cool. Bodies <laughs> are cool. <laughs> sorry. And then... And then Where's my other one? I have a lot of favorite ones. But oh, I like this one too. Okay. Leg hair, armpit hair, fuzzy lip and chin hair, brows meet in the middle hair. Bodies are cool. Okay. I, this is how the whole book reads, guys. I can't, I can't stop reading it like this. Tell me about writing this book and creating it. I know why you did it now. Yeah. But talk to me. Um, and again, none of us are idiots. It's obviously we need this book. But talk to me about creating the illustrations and the wording to go with this. And am I a genius because I'm singing it? Yes, you are a genius. Thank but you. also I hope that that is the vibe that people get when they read it because I really wanted it to be very celebratory and just like happy to read. I, you know, I wanted it to, I wanted kids to see people in all different kinds of bodies where they're all like having a great time and no yeah. one is being singled out for looking different or not having fun. They're just all coming together and they're like hanging out at the pool or <laughs> at a birthday party. This, I worked on all the illustrations for this during quarantine. Like I, I was wondering. <laughs> So I'm just, <laughs> I'm sitting isolated at home and drawing people at like a pool party together and just <laughs> longing for that community. <laughs> but in terms of the, I almost want to call them lyrics, but like yeah. the, the words. When I was little, my mom used to read me and my sisters this book. I think it was called just like Good Night or something. I'll have to find the name of it somewhere, but... 
So I have two sisters and it was like, I was in my room and then both of my sisters were in their room. They shared a room and my mom would sit in the hallway and read the book to us every (laughs) night. And it had that kind of like sing song sound to it. It wasn't necessarily super rhymey, but it had this rhythm. And I found out later that like my mom memorized the book like by accident and she wouldn't even read the book she would just like say it and then we would go to sleep (laughs) she's a witch she learned the spell she learned the magic spell love it and i like i loved listening to it and i had such fond memories of that and i also wanted it to be like you know each page ends with bodies are cool and i wanted it to be almost like a chant that these little kids can sing as like it's like a mantra that they're remembering that and they can remember it in their lives, even at, uh, when they're not reading the book. <laughs> uh, done. You have achieved it. I've been marching okay. around the house all day. Bodies are cool. Like, <laughs> sorry, there's so many good things. Did you find it, like, were there any moments in which you paused wondering if you had chosen the right words or included the right illustrations? You know, oh, it, yeah. yeah, I mean, because it's a very inclusive book. Yeah, my goal was, of course, to make it as inclusive as I possibly could. And that I mean, that's what I always try to do with my illustrations. But it was extra challenging because I didn't just want each page or each spread to be inclusive, but I wanted the whole book to be inclusive. So I didn't want it to be like every time someone is black, they have the same hairstyle or like every fat person is a certain race. Like I had to make sure that I had every like combination of traits. So I made this huge spreadsheet (laughs) and I, (laughs) it's ridiculous. And I asked on Instagram if people would tell me like, parts of their body or physical traits that they wish that they had learned to love when they were little. And I made a huge list. I mean, I got more comments in response to that than I think anything I've ever posted, which is really sad to think about. But I made a big long list and I tried to include everything. I think hopefully I included everything. I'm sure that when the book (laughs) comes out, there's going to be people that are like, I don't see my combo of traits in there. I just hope that those people are able to feel the message and the intention behind the book and that it's, you know, even if their specific look isn't in there, the book is still for them and they would be included if I had a million, you know, infinite pages. I want to put every person in there so they all feel like they're part of it. A lot of bodies in this book. There are a lot of bodies. There are a lot of bodies, a lot of body parts. There are a lot of heads. There are a lot of bellies. Your bellies are magnificent. Oh, thank you. That was the body part of mine that I struggled with the most throughout my life. So I really wanted to like shovel a lot of love into that (laughs) spread. I just want these kids to be like, round tummies are cute. Like, they are. They're so good. cute. It's just good. Yeah. You got like tummies on tummies on tummies. I love uh-huh. it. I love these tummies. <laughs> the images themselves are are really fantastic. You you do feel the joy in them. I'm looking at them right now. You feel the joy. You feel it definitely makes me miss people and getting to be in public spaces. And Mm -hmm. I want 
to be living every image that's in this book. <laughs> I want to be at this backyard party. I want to be at this beach. I want to be in that pool. Uh-huh. But one of my favorites is towards the end and it's at night and it's, it took me a second to catch on, but it's the people in the first image are the same as the people mm-hmm. in the second image. They are just older and it goes... Growing bodies, aging bodies, features rearranging bodies, magic ever changing bodies, bodies are cool. cool. And uh, bodies are cool. cool. (laughs) (laughs) And and it is, it's like them it shows this change in how, you know, they were younger and now, you know, these are two, you know, girl twins. And now one of them's got really short hair and maybe identifying as a boy for all we know. And the other one's got long hair. And, you know, Mm -hmm. there's you know, people who had babies and now have kids. I myself developed vitiligo uh, over the last couple of years. And uh-huh. you, I, I enjoy seeing the vitiligo in <laughs> the pictures. Oh, uh, yeah, it, it's just, it's just wonderful. Thank you. I hope that people can look at that spread and feel the joy in like seeing your body change. Because I think there can be a lot of emphasis on loving your body the way it is right now but yeah. then like god forbid you gain weight or you get a disability or you have some some kind of change to your body and then or you age or whatever it is you have a person and come out of it i gotta a, tell you the like messaging <laughs> the, me- the messaging towards women involving childbirth and mm-hmm. getting your pre-baby body back is grotesque in my opinion yeah it's just and ridiculous it is it's ridiculous <laughs> and it does all sorts of things to your body and mm-hmm. you know aging i am oh i am right in it i am in the oh everything <laughs> has decided to start doing something uh-huh. different right now <laughs> stage of my late 40s my partner stefan and i made an agreement early on we were just like, let's just get weird and old, right? Like, I just want to <laughs> get weird that. and old because it ain't going to, I'm not going to, that's not where I'm going to be putting my energy, all right? <laughs> my next book will be called Weird and Old. <laughs> weird and Old. Seven said that last night he had a dream in which all he was doing was apologizing for his weird old face to me. I'm sorry, my face has got weird and old. My old weird face. And I was like, I love your old weird face. I've been to family reunions. I know where we're headed. Oh, like, don't worry. Tyler, this book, you have done such a good job. I oh, am so excited for this book to come out this summer. You can pre-order this book right now, everybody. Pre-order this book right now so that you forget you did it and then you're going to get this little book of joy in your mail like in a couple as soon of as months you start getting bikini body ads uh, for the summer just stop then. watching things everybody i will say also as a as a parent i really enjoyed the swimming pictures because uh, that's the first place I think women are told they're supposed to look a certain way. And I just can't think of all the times, you know, we wear T-shirts, we try to cover, we don't, you know, like, I just love seeing bodies in a pool, man. So I, this is, you've done such a nice job. Oh, thank you. 
We will make sure that we link everybody up to where they can not only follow you on Instagram, but in the show notes will also be a link to your website because your Instagram is absolutely wonderful to follow as well as uh, other works that you have worked on, either your own your own graphic novel, as well as other books that you have illustrated for. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tyler, for doing this. Well, thank you for having me. This was so nice. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice. It was so nice. nice. I've just You're been nice. in a cycle of giving my cat medicine that he hates <laughs> for so many days in a row. What a joy to just <laughs> laugh with another human. <laughs> well, I am. You're, you're, I see you. I see you. (laughs) And I see the work you're doing with your cat. Oh, thank you. And uh, we will talk to you. I hope I get to talk to you soon. We should have you back on when the book actually comes out. And then do like another reminder of how fun this book is. Yeah, maybe we'll Um, all have the vaccine by then. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) All right. We will talk soon. Great. Bye. Bye. Thanks. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Function of Beauty. I am always on the hunt for cruelty-free hair care products, well, all kind of body products. And I also, as a result of pandemic life, have not had anything happen to my hair in over nine months. And so I needed some shampoo, and in particular conditioner, that would help with all of these new phases of my COVID hair life. Function of Beauty offers precise formulations customized for your hair's specific needs. You take a quick but thorough quiz to tell them a little bit about your hair type, hair goals, and color and fragrance preferences. Your custom formula is bottled and delivered to you. There are over 54 trillion possible formulations and all the ingredients are vegan and cruelty-free. Never buy off the shelf just to be disappointed ever again. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash badmother to take your quiz and save 20% on your first order. That applies to their full range of customized hair, skin, and body products. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash badmother to let them know you heard about it from our show and get 20% off your order. That's functionofbeauty.com slash badmother. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week as well as our failures and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Happy 2021. (laughs) Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Sorry, that was really shocking to hear the enthusiasm in your voice. Did you like it? Um, I'm not sure. It was unnerving. It is. Everything about 2021 so far is unnerving. It is. It is. You have to speak like this. Yeah.
Yeah, that's how I feel throughout my yeah. body. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, my genius is that we made it through another New Year's Eve without my kids figuring out that <laughs> staying up late is a thing that people do on New Year's Eve. Yes. They still don't know, none of them. And I even texted family members mm -hmm. in advance and said, if you talk to my kids or FaceTime with them on New Year's Eve, yeah. and I even told therapists, we don't, they don't know. It'd be great if they didn't find out this year. Yeah. And everybody was like, ha ha ha, you're so funny. And I was like, cool. No, I mean it. Fine. It's real. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was a grand success. Everyone went to bed at a normal time. God, that's so including good. Including me. Because Grace, this is, this uh, yeah. is, we are in the sweet spot. Yeah, she's not. Grace. She's not. know about this. She definitely should know about it. It's true. Yeah. And it is. This is so good. This is like one of those times that the the shut in an yeah. yes. <laughs> has worked in my favor. Yes. A, a little in your favor a yeah. little. I, I get something, you, right? You needed it. For this. You needed it. I need something for wow, me. I'm so impressed. Thank you. Really good job. Thanks. I uh I continue to get really good at asking for things that I think I will really like for gifts. Now, oh, remember, I, I yeah. didn't always have this. Like when no. kids came, yeah. I lost the ability. You know, we all go through the like, don't worry about yeah. me. And yeah. even if it's like, I really want to come up with something, I there's nothing. Think nothing of it. Yeah. yeah, I can't think of anything yeah. because I haven't given anything to myself for so long. Yeah. Well, I've been slowly climbing out of the pit of yes. present pity. Yes. And now this year I was like, I really want something that I can play outside or inside, but I don't want it to be ball. I don't want it to be like something that gets gross, right? Like I want something like, uh, like a shuffleboardy kind of thing. But you mm -hmm. know, shuffleboards are really expensive unless uh. you get shit versions. It's like, yeah. the, you know, you can get that. It's about, like air hockey. Like air yeah. hockey, but it's like yeah. only half the size. Well, yeah. it's only half the fun. It's, yeah, so like, fun. Yeah. I want it. 46-year-old woman, I want fucking adult size things. Yeah. Through some research, I discovered a little Dutch game called <laughs> Scholbach, mm -hmm. which I have a great time infuriating Stefan by mispronouncing. Right. He's like, it's Scholbach. And I'm like, the Shishubach? The Shishu? <laughs> right? Like, just it makes him crazy. But it is essentially... A like wooden Dutch shuffleboardy. They're like four slots. You're trying to slide thirty pucks into it. It is so much fun. It like Stefan and I played, and it felt like suddenly we were like dating in a bar. Like yeah. we were like, let's have a yeah. beer and like do this. And yeah. like the kids could all figure it out pretty quickly. Cool. Because it's just sliding fucking pucks and shit. It is the best thing ever and i am enjoying playing it good job <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> thank you so much yes <laughs> i'm so happy hi one bad mother this is a genius and i can't believe i'm saying this because i would never teach my children this but my genius is i just faked an illness I full-on faked an illness. I I just, with everything and COVID and school and what's happening with school and everything, we're supposed to go to this 
Labor Day barbecue, whatever, with a family in our quarantine bubble, which I can't even believe is a thing. But I just could not do it. And I completely took advantage Oh, and faked an illness, and my husband, Lefty, was so um, disappointed, but I was like, you know what, hon, you can be disappointed. I'm just going to stay at home and be in my house without any other human beings, and it's been the best thing ever. So, while doing a great job, I love your podcast. Love everything about you guys. I hope everyone is well. Thank you. So funny. Love it. You did such a good job. Yeah, good job. It's funny that Labor Day might as well have been yesterday. I know. Blink. (laughs) Yeah, blink. Blink. Sorry. It's just like everything. Yeah, it's so fast. It could be next Labor Day already. Yeah. I was (laughs) trying to get an appointment for something, and they were like, well, it's a wait list until like March. And I was like, yeah, that's like tomorrow. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah, you know um, what? Yeah. We absolve you of uh, oh, yeah. playing sick. I yeah, think it's fine. that you could have had some. You could have ha- been carrying something. You never know. You never know. Yeah. And I just, you know what? I just wish we could get to a place where we didn't even have to play sick, guys. Yeah. Where we I just know. could be like, you could this just be isn't like yeah. something I want to fucking go do. That's not how yeah. I want to spend my time. Or, or just say like, hi, I. I figured out that I could have my house to myself for a little while. Like, that is a dream. That sounds like a beautiful dream. And I would do anything to achieve that dream. Not only would I do anything, I would acknowledge and hope that someone would tell me, look, I would really like to see you. Yeah. But I have an opportunity to be (laughs) home alone. And you know what I would say? I would say... You need to take that opportunity. Yeah, do it. You need to take yeah. it yeah. right now. Yeah. You need to let go of plan canceling guilt, guys. Yeah. If there's ever been a time yeah. to really <laughs> appreciate yeah. alone time, mm-hmm. this is it. Yeah. And I think everybody kind of gets that everything is weird and like, just like do what you can. I mean, you know. Yeah, do it. Do it. Just do whatever. <laughs> you're doing you're doing a good job. And I hope you got the much needed rest. Good job. Failures. Fail. 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 You suck. Fail me, Teresa. Okay. So the saga of the rice filled back wrap continues. Oh, so Yes. I'm- I I talked about on a previous episode, if anyone missed it, that I really <laughs> stupidly put my back like hot wrap from that I used for my back through the washing machine and like destroyed it and it was really stupid and had to throw it away. And then I punished myself by going without one for a while oh. because I was like, You deserved it. I deserved it. And it's wasteful (laughs) and consumption and landfill and money and whatever. And does it really? uh, So a few weeks went by. I really do need it. Like I use it at least once a day, sometimes more than once a day. And it really helps me. So I finally was like, all right, I'll just I'll just get another one. I just I just need this. So Mm -hmm. I ordered another one and I came in the mail and I used it 
like that evening and then the next morning I heated it up in the microwave and I was wearing it in the morning um, like I usually do and then Gracie got up um, and she came into the kitchen I was making her hot cocoa which is what she drinks in the morning lucky her (laughs) and as I was making her hot cocoa she was sitting in a chair and I took the wrap off and she was like wearing a skimpy nightgown and it's winter so I just like put it on her lap because it was still warm and she was like oh thank you Mm -hmm. and she was all cozy and then I handed her a big cup of hot cocoa Uh and she dumped the whole entire thing out all over Hmm. the back wrap well that's disappointing it was. <laughs> did you cry there or did you wait to cry like in the bathroom? <laughs> I'm way past crying for stuff like that. I don't know if that's positive or just a sign of how much Broken. worse my life has gotten. Yeah. But I was like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Grace, mm-hmm. Grace was horrified. She felt oh. really, really bad. So what I had to do was go into like the mode of like, this was not your fault. Like, I definitely should not have handed this to you as like a placemat for hot cocoa. Like that was on me. Don't even worry about it. But yeah, I definitely felt like, of course. Yeah. Of course. Everybody can send the new <laughs> rice packs to Teresa, yeah. care no. of. No, I'm I just already, kidding. I, this time I didn't mess around. I just Good. got a new one right away. Because I, I was like, very... okay, I've, I've already done the emotional labor <laughs> to convince myself I need this. I'm just going to do it again. Yeah. Good. Good. And also, your fail is trying to give comfort and warmth I know. to your child. I know. Yeah. I would. Yeah. That's. You're really failing. I really you, am. You really are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Getting good at gifts for me. Getting good at gifts for others. So, guys, I don't know. The The word Tamagotchis came oh. into the house. And I for those who do not know, I am slightly older than the Tamagotchi phase but Mm -hmm. tamagotchi came out in the 90s and they were like the shape of little legs they're like little digital pets that Mm -hmm. you try to keep alive they can keep happy you want to keep keep them happy happy, keep them fed Mm -hmm. sometimes you have to discipline them yeah uh and clean their poop up and then yeah there you go keep them alive then they fly back to their home planets so i was like Oh, well, if Kat wants a Tamagotchi, Ellis is going to want a Tamagotchi. Oh, no. These are going to be so much fun. So I go look, and of course, there's like 18 different types of Tamagotchis now. But I went with old school version one. You know me. You're going to have to learn how to play with the <laughs> shitty version before you get the Lux version. So here's a rock. It's called a Tamagotchi. You can keep this rock alive. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Anyway, so I got them both Tamagotchis. Everything was very exciting. I definitely have to babysit Ellis's yeah. Tamagotchi a lot. I can understand why they were banned from schools. Yep. Yeah. And then the inevitable happened. 
Ellis's yeah. died. Yeah. Tom died. Yeah. And this Tom was part of the family. Yeah. Part of the family. Yeah. And little backstory on Ellis. Listen to the last six years of One Bad Mother. Yeah. Not, won't, this is, won't this is, eat things with a face. And yeah. when I, I don't mean just vegetarian. I mean, won't eat a Teddy Graham because yeah. it's got a face on it. Yeah. It's too cute. Can't call things yeah. cute or they're ruined. I can't make yeah. a cupcake with a face on it. Right. So. He's very caring and very. Deeply. deeply empathetic empathetic even towards things things that are not alive yes right Mm -hmm. and that is wonderful and we need more of those in the world but for that day there was great sadness i'm so sorry but we started again (laughs) (laughs) i said you know what you have no idea how reincarnation works in the world of tamagotchi religion and therefore (laughs) yeah for all we know in tamagotchi world when a Tamagotchi dies, its soul is transferred to the next Tamagotchi that you get. So this is really Tom 2. Wow. Yeah, that's also probably a fail somewhere in there. This is a fail. Apparently, I have learned nothing from listening for the past five years. I just bought wrapping paper that has glitter on it. And I then use said whole roll. Because I was not going to throw away the $5 wrapping paper. There is glitter everywhere. It is the fine micro glitter that has embedded itself between my fingernails and even deep, deep down in my fingerprints. It is on every grain in the table. I, I know better. Glitter does not live here. I brought it in here because I thought it was cute wrapping paper with little otters. I am failing. I've learned nothing. I got to tell you, when you first said, have I learned nothing from the show? I said, oh, you let a kid in your house. (laughs) (laughs) Or, oh, you tried to do something for yourself. You tried to take care of yourself. Yeah. On the, like, you tried to have a minute by yourself, right? Like, so on the list of... Like, things you should have learned by now as a one-mother listener. Glitter does make it in the top five, I think. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the glitter wrapping. unknowing. I mean, um, I really feel for you. And I think, I, I think that this is really on that wrapping paper company. I think oh. somebody yeah, needs to not... take them to task for this. Yeah. I mean. You can't make glitter can't... wrapping paper. No. How would that even work? Think of all the different surfaces the glitter is going to get left on unintentionally in the course of the wrapping, the holidays, because you wrap it, the giving, and the opening, and the everything, and then it gets all over the like pack the the thing you're wrapping. Yeah. Then it goes wherever it goes from where you wrapped it to a tree, be it your own tree or someone else's house. That means a car. Like it, like that all gets glitter. Then it sits there just shedding. <laughs> and then everybody opens it. And if it's like my house, 
that's just like a storm of ripping and shredding. So now glitter dust has just gone into the air. Yeah. 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 I am really sorry. Those otters sound cute, but they may be (laughs) otters from hell. Oh, sorry. Wait, I got a better one. I got a better one. So good. There's... Those otters sound cute, but you otter know by now that glitter isn't <laughs> okay. Gabe, please use the first one. Please. No, we're using the second one. Oh, God. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I One Bad Mother is brought to you in part by KiwiCo. KiwiCo offers subscription-based learning kits with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. And I just did a new kit with Gracie that was all about Australia. Um, And we had so much fun together. We learned an Australian game that we were able to play at home with just stuff we had around the house. She got to handcraft a beautiful model of a coral reef. And these kits are just so much fun and such a great opportunity to learn and do projects at home with your kids. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo. Get 30% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code BADMOTHER at KiwiCo.com. That's 30% off your first month at kiwico.com. Promo code BADMOTHER. Dead Pilot Society brings you exclusive readings of comedy pilots that were never made, featuring actors like Patton Oswalt. So the vampire from the future sleeps in the dude's studio during the day, and they hunt monsters at night. It's Blade meets the odd couple. <laughs> Adam Scott and Jane Levy. Come on, Corey. She's too serious, too businessy. She doesn't know the hokey pokey. Well, she'll learn what it's all about. <laughs> Busy Phillips and Dave Keckner. Baby, this is family. My Uncle Tell, who showed his wiener to Cinderella at Disneyland, is family. Do you want him staying with us? He did stay with us for three months. And he was a delight. A new pilot every month, only on Dead Pilot Society for maximum fun. Hi, I'm Jackie Cation. Hi, I'm Lori Kilmartin. And we have a podcast called The Jackie and Lori Show. Who are you, Lori Kilmartin? Oh, my God. So much pressure. Uh, I'm a stand-up. I've been doing stand-up since 1987. Uh, I'm a writer for Conan. I've written a couple books, have a couple CDs out, have a special out. Who are you, Jackie? Well, I, too, am a stand-up comic since 1984. And uh, I do the road like a maniac and uh, don't have a cool writing job, but I have four albums out working on a new album. We talk about stand-up. We talk about uh, all the different parts of stand-up comedy. So that's the Jackie and Lori show, and you should subscribe on Maximum Fun if you want to hear that. (laughs) And I would encourage you not to. Before I release Teresa from my warm virtual embrace... It's 2021, Teresa. I need to be in your arms. I know. 
Uh, now more than ever. Now more than ever. You know what this means, guys. It's time to listen to a mom have a breakdown. I guess this is a, a rant or a breakdown. I don't enjoy the holidays that much sometimes. <laughs> it's Christmas and then there's New Year's and then my son's birthday is on the 5th of January and he just has so much trouble with emotional regulation and I feel that it is always about that. That there's so many things that set him off that I have to regulate. I mean, this year I guess was a little easier. Not so many people were around. Then I have to have other people witness it, which is also hard, although I'm much better at that than I used to be. He's sick, so I've had a lot of practice. I'm just so tired. I'm tired from moving from one moment where it's this happy, like, cool thing to something setting him off, and I have to send off punches and hold him down and try to figure out how to distract or work him through it. I'm just tired of every day being something like that. It's better than it used to be, but it's still really hard. I know we are lucky enough that we have in-person coming soon, but we have two weeks of Zoom, and I just, I don't know how I'm going to survive that. Anyways, um, we'll get through it. Thanks for having this line. You're doing a great job. You are doing a really good job. It is exhausting what you are describing. What do we we did a show on the landmines once, I think. Mm-hmm. This this sense of landmines that like you you and the disappointment that I for me it's this disappointment that I didn't think I was going to be living in a house that I was going to be tiptoeing around to try and prevent emotional responses that were going to require me to help regulate them. And like that in itself was a surprise that I wasn't prepared for. It's, it's so draining. It's really draining. And I, I mean, I relate so much as well. Mm -hmm. And I just think what, what I feel in those moments, because I'm thinking about how you started your call by saying you just don't really like the holidays that much. (laughs) And I, I think what I relate to about what you're talking about is this feeling that I'm like, I can't really enjoy it because I have to be ready to work. I have to be ready to regulate and I have to be ready to do that at any moment. And I will be doing that a lot of the time. And so if you're actively, you know, co-regulating your child and then recovering from that and being ready for the next thing that it that is needed from you. I mean, really, how could you connect personally to the holidays in a way that's like fun? Like I just that is just such a different mindset. It's such a different place to be like there. You can't really just be yourself enjoying the holidays because you're you're working like and not that there isn't any reward from that. Sometimes right. the rewards are huge, but it it's just you're you're working 
<laughs> You're working well, really hard. And you also said something I connected with was when you said it's better than it was, but it's still a lot. Yeah. Because that is true, too, because you said your your child is six. Mm-hmm. Very familiar. And you're right. The co-regulation needs are slightly different, but they're still just as big. And, you know, you've then spent six years working. Yeah. So even when even when it gets a little better, yeah. even when it's not as bad, that doesn't mean you are not still the like you haven't recovered. You haven't had the time to shift this. There's been no if you're constantly in a state of waiting mm-hmm. when you are not regulating, not just I don't enjoy the holidays, you don't have time to enjoy any of the things. I a hundred percent. It's the like it's not just the holidays. It's the it, it's like it, it's why Teresa and I come in sometimes and just look at each other and know because it's like it it feeds that you know seeing something on Facebook, right? What do you mm-hmm. mean? How are they hiking? I don't understand. <laughs> hiking. I used to love hiking, right? Like they are they making cookies together? Right? Like, it's not just holidays. It's like everything, like everything. You don't have the space for the joy. Mm -hmm. That's not you doing something wrong. Right? Right? Like, I kept thinking, I must be doing something wrong if I'm not feeling joy in these moments. I'm supposed to be having joy. Mm -hmm. The truth is, you have no space for that right now. Right. And that's okay. You know, I mean, it's not fun, but you're also not broken broken you're just (laughs) really really tired and really spent and we wow we see you if only Teresa and I see you we are like two thousand eyes between the two of us seeing you seeing you Um, yes you are doing you really are doing a remarkable, a remarkable job. Yeah. And you're getting through this. Oh, yeah, you are. Yeah. You are. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Teresa, I am happy to enter 2021 with you. I am so thankful that we have spent years before this weird ass 2021 coming to the conclusion that resolutions are complete bullshit. Yep. Yeah, just a construct to make us feel like assholes. So I that just made this year, this this new year is so great. I was like, oh, oh I don't really have anything did. to do. Yeah. It was, was like, golden. Yeah. It was golden. It entered my mind as well. I was like, <laughs> I thought of you multiple times and was <laughs> like, I'm so glad we figured this out already. And <laughs> no, I don't need to. Not. And I almost like thought about saying it to my kids, like, just so you know, if you hear anything about resolutions yeah. there. <laughs> Total baloney. baloney. But I didn't because I was like, we're just not even going to just like, yeah. just like staying just up like... late on New Year's Eve. <laughs> they don't need to know that resolutions no. are a thing people do on New Year's. They can discover that in college. Yeah. <laughs> Teresa, you are doing such a good job. Thank you, Biz. So are you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, 2021. <laughs>
I'll talk to you next week. Yep. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Guys, what did we learn today? We learned that there is some real joy in the body. Okay. I, I love Tyler so much. This book is so good. Bodies are cool. It is so fun and celebratory of bodies. And I love this book because everybody in this book is beautiful. And you're doing a good job. You really are. Please do not forget that. Do not forget that you are remarkable and that you can do hard things and that we will come out on the other side of this. I don't know what we will be like, <laughs> but we will all be there together. Everybody hang in there and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Gabe Mara, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama blues. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama blues. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.